Today, I want to really, uh, real quick, real fast, I want to take your attention towards God's scriptures. Our foundation is built on the Word of God. Everything else fails. Human words can fail. But the Word of God sustains and holds our life together. Now, here's a conversation. There was a conversation between an atheist and few religious people. The atheist was very confused, very, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know he, 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 he didn't like because Christians had a lot of holidays. He said, you Christians have Christmas, you Christians have Easter, you Christmas, Christians have Good Friday, you name it. Every religious person, they have holidays to celebrate and, and we atheists, we have no holidays. He was so angry and mad at all of these religious people. At this one good Pentecostal preacher like me, maybe, he looked at the atheists and he said, hey, you know what? Maybe you can celebrate April 1st. You know what? The reason why he said that is Psalm 14, 1 says, the fool decided in his heart that there is no God. So April 1st is a good holiday for y'all to celebrate. No matter what people celebrate, we are here to celebrate King Jesus who is alive. And today I want to title my sermon as Because He Lives. Are you with me church? Because, turn to your neighbor, give them a high five and say, Because He Lives. Because Jesus lives. Because He lives. Because He lives. We sang a song over here and and, and few words, verses of the, that song, God sent His Son. They called Him Jesus. He came to love, heal, and forgive. He lived and died to pardon me. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior. Come on, church. Y'all need to respond with me. My Savior. My Savior. Because He lives, I can face my tomorrow. Because He lives, all fear is gone. Because He lives, He holds my future. And life is worth living just because He lives. It's all about Jesus. Resurrection Sunday is all about Jesus. Nobody else. Every human ideology can fail, but I repeat it in my church again and again, never let Jesus be a secondary message of our life. He is the priority. He holds our life together. And because He lives, I have a future. There are three things that I want to bring your attention towards on an Easter Sunday, because He lives. Number one, because He lives, I have peace. In a time like this, when a church is going through the process of grieving, I am here to declare, because Jesus lives, I can have peace. Let's read a scripture here. John chapter 20, verse 19 to 21, is the first scripture where I want to camp for some time. It says, on the evening of that day, the very first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Jesus came, stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad. They saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. 
as for the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. Three things that I want to bring your attention to from the scripture that we meditated. The first words of Jesus after he rose up from the dead is to come to his disciples who were scared, locked up in, a, in the confinement of a house, stood in between them and said, peace be with you. The first words of Jesus after he rose up from the dead is shalom, peace be with you. In a situation like what our world, our family is going through, the message of Easter today is in Christ and through the work of the risen Lord, I and you together can live a life of peace no matter what. Praise the Lord. Disciples are scared. Scared for their life. That the Jews will come, attack, kill them, destroy them. People will come and destroy them. And they're scared. They lock themselves up from the rest of the world. They lock themselves up in the confinement of what they can hold themselves into the safety of where they can find themselves safe. And in the midst of their scared situation, Jesus comes back. Praise the Lord. In the midst of where they were afraid, in the midst where they were all teaming together to realize what's going to happen with our life. What are we going to do? What's going to happen with our future? They were all gathered together to sink, think, bring out strategies perhaps of, you know what? We walk with this Jesus for three and a half years. He is gone. What's about our future? Who's going to nourish? Who's going to take care of us? We had some sort of a value because we were with Jesus all the time. Now because our Savior, our leader is gone, who will save us? Who will lead us? In the midst of them, Jesus came down. I wonder, are there people or families listening to me today? You have situated yourself in the confinement of human ideologies that have confined you to limitations of thinking that my life ends here. I have no hope. I have no future. I have nothing that I can do. And God says, brother, sister, in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your struggle, he comes down to declare, peace be with you. Bible calls Jesus as the Prince of peace. The birth of Jesus was to bring peace into humanity. The birth of Jesus was to bring peace in a place where everything looked so confused. The birth of Jesus was just to bring peace in the ecosystem that we live in. The world is groaning for a Savior to come. And Jesus said, peace be with you. Peace is a person. And his name is Jesus. Are you with me, church? Can I hear an amen? Peace is a person and his name is Jesus. Oh, I'm declaring today, invite Jesus into your heart today. Invite Jesus into your family today. You might say, Pastor, I have accepted Jesus like 20 years ago, 30 years ago. I know brother and sister, but I think somewhat Jesus is outside of your house today. Invite him back into your life situation. Invite him back into your business. Invite him back into your Christian life. And Bible says, if you invite him back, he declares peace in your circumstances. People are scared for life. 
They don't know what's going to happen. They're afraid at any moment, these doors will be kicked down and the enemies will come in, capture us. The Jews will come in, come and kill us all because we're just a small group of people worshiping. But here is the good news. In the midst of what was tormenting them, Jesus appears to declare, peace be with you. It might sound like I'm just reading a scripture here, but even today on a Sunday, April 17th, 11.42 a.m., this comes as a prophetic word into your life. Brother, sister, family member, Jesus says, peace be unto you. Praise the Lord. The shalom of God into your life. The shalom of God into you. Bible calls him the prince of peace. Prince is a ruler. Somebody who owns the world. And he says, what are you worried about? What are you worried about? What is that one thing that is allowing you not to sleep? What is that one thing that has devastated the plans God had for you in your life, in your own thoughts and processes that you have. And in the midst of that, Jesus says, if you would allow me, I want to bring my peace into your life. Not the peace that the world offers. My peace, I give it to you. The peace of heaven. Listen. Even when Jesus was crucified, on the cross, Jesus had complete peace. Even when he was betrayed, even when he was lonely, even when everything went against the plans that everybody else had around him, Jesus did not lose his peace. And that is why God's word says, Jesus said, I will give you my peace. It's not the peace that the world offers. The world will offer you a peace. A few seconds, money can buy it for a few minutes that you are in that secluded room. You think you have peace, but when you walk out of that situation, the whole world is completely around you again. But Jesus said, I will give you, I wonder how many people are receiving the word today. And how many of your families today receive this word, Lord, I need your peace. Lord, I need your peace. In my family, I need your peace. In my business, I need your peace. In my education, I need your peace. In my future, I need your peace. What is peace? The fulfillment of the promises of God, even when it has, hasn't happened, to believe that it will take place is the peace of God. The fulfillment of the promises of God, even when it hasn't happened, believing it will take place is the peace of God. Even when everything looks empty, I can stand in between that and I can call out in Jesus' name, it will happen. That's the peace of God. I don't have to see things to prophesy. I don't have to see things to declare. I don't have to see things to manifest. I just have to call it out. Believing in the God of the creation will make it happen. That is peace. 
in the midst of my painful circumstances, I can still gather up on a Sunday morning, lifting up my hands and worshiping Jesus, knowing nothing has changed, but things will change. That is the peace of heaven. And I declare that peace into your circumstances today. Some of you all, you're going to walk in God's peace this season. Not just the family members of our church. And I know the situation, what's going on in the last two weeks within our church. As we're all grieving. But in different spectrums of our life, God says, I'm going to give you my peace. And my peace will sustain your life. Because He lives, number one, I'm giving you my peace. That's the first words of Jesus when He showed Himself alive in the group of, in the midst of people who were lonely, depressed, afraid, scared of death. Jesus came in between and said, I'm giving you my peace. I'm giving you my peace. You know, I'll tell you something. You know, if somebody rose up from the dead and stood right in between us today, you will lose your peace. Oh, come on. Let me just be very honest. But among a group of people who were actually scared of death, they saw Jesus. And Jesus had to prove Himself alive to the people there. Show them the marks that he had. Show them the wounds he carried. Hey, this is me. This is, this is your uh, uh, leader. This is your savior. This is your master. Uh, this is your friend. I walked with you. I worked with you. He gave them that hope. He gave them that life. He gave them the assurance that no matter what circumstances, nothing changes if I am with you, no matter what circumstances have come around, if I am with you, number one, you have my peace. Turn to your neighbor and say, I have God's peace. Let, turn, I mean, let's do this, right? Turn to your neighbor and say, hey, trouble. Ah, oh, good word. I have God's peace. Some of y'all are going to have good lunch today. <clears throat> Second thing that I want to mention here is peace on the outside comes from the knowing God on the inside. Are you with me? Peace on the outside comes on knowing God on the inside. Anybody who has known Jesus in the inside. Well, the disciples walked with Jesus for three and a half years. They were... Jesus' ride or die for three and a half years. Walked, worked, performed miracles together with Jesus for three and a half years. But I don't know if they really knew Jesus. Listen, peace on the outside comes from knowing God on the inside. So my question to my church today, on a Easter Sunday, listening to me, wherever you're watching us from, do you really know this Jesus? Do you really, do we really know this Jesus? Peace on the outside comes from knowing God on the inside. And I pray during this season of life that God will instill hope in your life. No matter what changes around, God does not change. Seasons will change. People will change. Words will change. Jesus does not change. That's the message of Easter. We believe in a one who does not change. 
Hallelujah. Culture changes. People change. Hallelujah. Jesus does not change. And that's why we can gather up to say, God, you don't change. And I know because you don't, I can trust in you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Second thing that I want to take your attention towards is, because he lives, I have a purpose. Because Jesus lives, I have a purpose. Listen, John chapter 20 verse 21. The scriptures that we read earlier, John chapter 20 verse 21 says, As the Father has sent me, I am now sending you. As the Father sent me, I am now sending you. Because Jesus lives, I have a purpose. Are you with me, church? First thing was because he lives, I have peace. Because of Jesus, because Jesus lives, I have a, I have a, come on, church, you can say it louder. I have a purpose. Hallelujah. The disciples who walked, worked, toiled with Jesus had lost the purpose over time because their master is gone. Some went fishing. Some are thinking of starting a new agency, new businesses. But here in the midst of that, Christ appears again to let them know, I did not call you to do the work of the world. I called you. I separated you. I have carried you thus far to do the work that I have chosen you. I don't know whom I am talking to right now. But there's some people in this room. Listen to me. My words very carefully. I have not called you to do things of the world. But I have called you to make sure my word is Priest to the ends of the world because he lives. I have a purpose. Praise the Lord. A group of people who had no purpose, oh, they had, but they lost their purpose over time. They always wanted to see if the senior pastor is there, I am ready to do it. If the pastor is here, I am, Jesus died. Within three days, they are sitting confused. If the pastor is there, I will lead the prayer. I will lead the life group. Praise the Lord. Now Jesus is not there. I can't do it. I, I, I don't think I'm called to do it. I don't think I am able. Brother, Jesus walked with you for three and a half years. His, his sweat and blood. Just to make sure that you understand. That what I do can be done through you. How many of you in this room believe that when you lay hands on the sick, the sick shall be healed? You don't need to call the pastor to pray. But when you do so, miracles will happen. When was the last time? I'm going to ask my church today. We come here on an Easter Sunday to celebrate resurrection. All that is good and wonderful. But in the last many Sundays or the weeks outside, how many of you prayed for the sick? Prayed for people who needed a breakthrough in their life. We don't wait all year for one Sunday to gather up people. But every single day of our life, pray for people around you. Praise the Lord. 
Because he lives. Brothers, you have a purpose. Sister, you have a purpose. Hallelujah. And Bible says in, in John chapter 20 verse 21, it says, As the Father has sent me, I am now sending you. Where is Jesus sending them to? Into the world. So that the word will be preached. And I am here today commissioning my church. I'm sending you into the world. So that the word of God will be preached. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So that through your life, through your context, wherever you go, you are carrying the name that is above every other name. The name that is victorious. The name that is powerful. The name of Jesus. His name brings the deliverance. Do not be ashamed to pray for someone. Praise the Lord. Last night around 9.30, we had somebody to come. You know, I had a flat tire and somebody came home to fix my tire. And while they were doing that, my son Josiah was outside. Um, he said, hey, what church do you go to? And this guy is like, don't bother me. I'm just trying to fix your dad's car. Let me get out of this place at 9.30. But in the midst of that, Josiah is like, what church do you go? And he said, dad, do you have that QR code? Are you with me, church? Because Jesus lives, we have a purpose. We have a purpose. His kingdom is established through every single kingdom people in this room. Hallelujah. We bring God on earth as it is in heaven. How does it happen? Through each one of us understanding, I have a purpose in Christ Jesus. I don't worship an idol that does not move. I don't worship an image that cannot talk to me. I worship the Savior, the Lord God Almighty, who lives. And because of Him, I have a purpose in life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Listen, when the Father sent Jesus, the Father knew already the pain Jesus had to go through. Crucifixion was part of the story of resurrection. There was no resurrection if there was no crucifixion. I repeat that. There is no resurrection if there is no crucifixion. When struggles come in your life, embrace it. I challenge some people today. When people betray you, smile at them. Because I declare, when crucifixion comes in your life, look around and say, within third day, within the three days, my Lord who has conquered the grave, I shall be made alive. My purpose is in knowing Jesus is alive in my life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because He lives, I have a purpose. Listen, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. We did not see God. We can't see. And none of us in this room, we haven't. Like how the disciples or New Testament believers, early church believers have seen. But listen, Christ is the visible image of an invisible God. And because He is alive in you, people see God through our life. Praise the Lord. Are you with me, church? And that's why in the Old Testament, God actually created 
Adam and Eve. He gave them all authority to subdue and to rule everything God created. Listen to this very carefully. When God in the Bible created Adam and Eve, He gave them the authority to rule over everything God had created. When sin came in, they lost the authority. When Jesus came back again, He has gained that authority. So you and me, we can walk in the authority that Jesus has won on the cross. The empty tomb declares, I can still walk in favor of God, no matter what my circumstances are. Praise the Lord. Last week, I know a lot of our church leadership, though we were dealing with the pain of, uh, opportunity and all that thing. But other um, news we were hearing about different things that we were planning for our church. When things don't go the way we plan, always understand God has a better plan. We continue to rely, God, your plan is better for us. If you all know, last 21 days, our church was on a fasting prayer. Every night and yesterday, we're all tired, I know, but I joined online and not a lot of people, but uh, I was there. Last 21 days, our church was on a fasting prayer. We met on Zoom, but I'm glad that we could do that. Sometimes God has unique ways of bringing His church together. God has unique ways in bringing His congregation together. What does fasting prayer mean? Fasting prayer is not arm twisting God to get something out of Him. No, fasting prayer is to twist our hearts to say, God, I surrender, not my will, but yours be done. When a church unites together, commits together, listen, we believe in a one who won the cross, who won the grave, who is alive and who is risen. When Jesus sent people away to preach, He sent them with the commission to go into the ends of the world. Listen, Jesus, number one, reinstated Peter, the Peter who declined Jesus, who defied the words of Jesus. Peter who walked away, he reinstated Peter as one of the pastor of the New Testament church. First preaching of Peter, 3,000 people come to the Lord. Second preaching of Peter, 5,000 people are added to the church. Within weeks, the church has just doubled in number. Why? Because Jesus commissioned and sent them. I declare the same anointing that Jesus has rested upon his disciples today. I'm sending you into your workplaces, into your place of influence. You must say, Pastor, I don't even have three friends in my life. Do you have two? Do you have one? I'm sending you to them. I'm sending you to them. How many of you have done this? I don't know, but maybe today is a good day to start. Have a paper in your Bible. You know, if you carry the Bible that you have to charge up, have a note in your Bible where you have written down the names of people you want to see them being saved. Are you with me, church? Praise the Lord. Then... There's, I have another Bible. But in, the, in your Bible, I want you to make sure. Saving people in the lost world should be the priority of our life. If this building had caught on fire, just for example, if this building caught on fire, you'll be seated here just like that. What do you do? 
Some of you will call 911. Some of you will just run away. Some of you will try to do what you can do in your capacity to, you know, put down the fire. But you will do something. You won't just sit here. When we know the world is doomed, when we know the end of times is near, what are we doing with that call in our life? Because Jesus lives, I have a purpose. I pray through your songs, through the lyrics that you're going to write, through the messages that you're going to preach, through the families that you're going to meet with, through every fellowship that you have in your life, I pray people will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The people will see Jesus being. People will see Jesus saving lives. Last thing that I want to take your attention towards, listen to this brothers. Your, your life has a purpose. Your story is important. Your dreams count. Your voice matter. And you were born to make an impact. That's the word of assurance through Christ's resurrection. Today I want to give. That your life has a purpose. Your story is important. Your dreams count. Your voice matters. You were born to make an impact. Third thing that I want to talk to you is about, because He lives, I have a promise. How many of you had people who made promises to you? And you haven't yet seen the promise being fulfilled through those people? But in Christ Jesus, I have a promise. Through Him, I have a promise. John chapter 20, verse 31. But these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in His name. And that is the promise on a resurrection Sunday, the Bible talks to us about that by believing in Jesus, you have a life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Maybe last week or two weeks ago, or last month or in a couple of weeks, months time, some of us maybe may have been hospitalized or things will change. Circumstances will come in our life. But even in the midst of that, I want you to remember this. No matter what struggle comes my way, because He lives, I have a promise. Even if death separates me, I have promised in Christ Jesus that because He lives, I will be renewed. I will be my maker. That is the promise of a resurrection Sunday. The same God who resurrected Jesus from the death will resurrect me. On that day, I will be with Him. I will be singing glory to His holy name. And I will live to declare because He lives. I have a promise in my life. Can I have the worship team behind me? Because Jesus lives, I have a promise in Christ. Human promises can fail, but Jesus' promise never fails. Human words can change, but He is the constant support of our life and nobody like Jesus. Nobody like our Savior because of Jesus, I have a promise. 
And sometimes promises may delay. Sometimes promises will delay. But even when his promises delay, understand it's not a denial. It's not the denial of heaven, brothers and sisters. He is still with you. And He loves you. He cares for you. The God who cares for the sparrows is the same one who cares for you. The God who clothes the lilies of the field is the same God who cares for you. Praise the Lord. Sometimes the promise of God takes time. And sometimes we see our neighbor being blessed and we will have, oh, he's being blessed. When is my blessing coming? If God has blessed your neighbor, understand this. He is in the neighborhood. If he has blessed them, you are next. But never lose your hope in God, the message of Resurrection Sunday is, because He lives, I have a promise in my Maker. I have a promise in my Savior. I have a promise in Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55, is a scripture that Pastor Nisha read, beginning of our service, where or death is your victory? Where or death is your sting? Bible helps us understand. Listen to this, brothers and sisters. As we look into those scriptures, Herod could not kill him. Satan could not stand him. Death could not destroy him. And the tomb could not keep him. That's my maker. That's my savior. He is alive today. And because he lives, I have a better tomorrow. Because he lives, my future is secure in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Is anybody in this room who are dealing with some sort of an issue in your life that you think it cannot be answered at all? I have been to doctors. I've been to people. But because he lives... I have healing in the name of Jesus. Because He lives, my future is secured. If there are parents here who are praying for your little ones, your children, their future, their life, because He lives, my future is secured. My family is secured. My ministry is secured. I'm challenging some ministers in this room today. Because He lives, I will have a better future in the name of Jesus. Because He lives. Because he lives, I have a few future. I have a future. 